0: Our scripture reading is from Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 to 32. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God And with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the hip socket, because he struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, again, good morning. Good morning. It is good to be with you as morning has broken. Will you pray with me? O God, who is known by many names, the one who is El Shaddai, Yahweh, Jesus, Spirit, might you, in your many names, meet us this morning that we might hear our true names. And in this way, to walk away forever changed. It's in Christ's name we gather. Amen. Amen. So what is your name? Jeff. Jeff. Thank you, Jeffrey. Right? What is your name? You can say it. What's your name? All sorts of different names, right? What is your name, this text asks us. Some of you have family names. Names that generationally have been passed down. Some of you have nicknames. Maybe that were given to you by an adorable kid who couldn't quite get your name fully right. And then the whole family has taken to calling you that. Some of you have been called names. Names that were painful. Said with the intent to harm you. I want you as we begin this morning to call to mind those names you have been called, the stories that have been said about you, and to hear anew the question what is your name? There's a musical that goes through today in, in St. Paul at the Ordway that some of you may, may have seen already. It begins like this, divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. For those of you who are feeling a tid bit confused, this is the musical six. It is the story of Henry VIII's six wives as they come together for one night of singing and telling their stories. Now through this accounting, I won't give it all away. Andy thinks my spoiler alert is a little bit too much past the spoiler alert, but it's only for today. And then after that, you have to go to Broadway anyway to see it or wherever it's touring to next. So so humor me. This story is about them taking back their story and the names that they have been called to begin to reclaim their names and their histories. Saying, although you're only here because all y'all know about Henry VIII's six wives, we're here to tell you a little bit about our stories and our names. Who we truly are and what we've survived. Well, In a somewhat similar, and not at all similar sort of fashion, we have this story from Genesis 32. The story of a person who had been called by a name, and his name becomes changed. The story of Jacob begins in Genesis 25. He's born just after his brother. And although his name could be understood as one who his name might mean, may God protect... Throughout tradition and even in the text itself, his name is Heel Grabber. Now, in the Hebrew Bible, names are vitally important. Names signal who a person is, what their story, their destiny is in so many ways. Places have names to signify the importance of what happened in that space. In just the text that was read for for us today, there's multiple moments where places or people are named and it means a lot. Okay. So, Jacob, the heel grabber. Now, in much of the tradition around this text, and again in scripture itself, heel grabber isn't necessarily like the nicest name to get called. It, inv- it, it evokes something of someone who supplants, someone who tries to overcome, right? He's coming out, he grabs his brother's foot and is like, uh uh-uh. uh. Spoiler alert for this story, he does usurp his brother in the story. Okay. There's a sense that he is a trickster, which in some ways throughout the Bible, there are stories of tricksters, people who in situations where they shouldn't have received any blessing ended up getting it through kind of duking out the power systems. So in one way, there is a positive connotation for people who needed hope. They could look to Jacob and say, this isn't the end of my story. Look at Jacob was the second born, but God uses him. And yet, on another hand, there's a way in which his story is of a person who keeps grasping. right? God has promised, I will bless you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, God. But but let me just, I'll I'll just, I'll, I'll make sure it happens, right? And as we read through Genesis 25 and beyond, indeed, this is what happens. Jacob, along with his mother, they tricked the father in order to make sure that Jacob gets what was supposed to be his brother. And we come to this point then, in Genesis 32. The river that he crosses, again, a place means something. It means crossroads. A place where one wrestles and struggles. And in this text, we're told about how Jacob wrestles through the night. Now, the text isn't clear. Is this God? Is it a human? Is it an angel? Is it his brother Esau? It's not exactly clear who Jacob wrestles with through the night, but wrestle he does as he's on his way now to see his brother, the brother who he supplanted, the brother who then wanted to kill him. They're now going to meet again together after this time. As he wrestles through the night, he is renamed. His name comes in part from the name Sarah. Hello. That's my name in case you don't know. (laughs) And El, which is one of the names for God. Sarah is ruler or prince. In modern Hebrew, by the way, it also means female minister. (laughs) It also connotates the one who God, who struggles with, one who God brings into power, or the one who sees God. It talks about in the text how as he wrestles, right, he is touched and he's actually wounded. Now in that part of the body at that time was understood to be the core or the heart of a person. It's this sense in the text that he is struck at the center of his being and he is changed. Who he is and who he has been, the story of the heel grabber, becomes a different story of the one who wrestles with God. The one who whom God uplifts, the one who sees God in this way, and he is changed. Have you had a name or a story that limited you? That cast you in a light that wasn't so great? One of the stories that was told about me when I was a kid was about how when I was born, I was eight weeks premature. And when I was in the nursery, the nurse said to my mom, Sarah is the sweetest baby. She never cries. And she will be just like that when she grows up. And the story was told, like it was a really great story about how I'm like literally, I was called the perfect child as a kid, okay, I heard it and felt it with a sense of anxiety and dread, and also a sense of, you better be a good girl and don't ever cry, Sarah, because that's what good girls do, they don't cry. So you find me now as a new parent of a (laughs) 10-month-old saying to Josie when Josie cries, good job, Josie, way to let me know what you need. (laughs) That's one of those things we sometimes do, we overcorrect, you know. But that was a story I turned towards and faced, and have taken intentional space to say, guess what? The reason I didn't cry was because I was eight weeks premature and I was barely alive. Babies cry, kids have needs. Kids get clumsy sometimes and knock something down. That doesn't mean they're a klutz for the rest of their life. How about you? What are stories that have been told about you or names you have been called that have actually kept you bound or smaller or just not free or seen as who you are? What does it mean then that God calls you by your true name? The other week I was thinking about Matthew 10. It's a text in which multiple things happen. The first thing that happens is Jesus sends out the disciples. And he basically says, listen, when you go to places, if they don't want you there, shake the dust off and move on. The other thing that he says is he says, do not believe that I have come to bring peace but the sword. I have come to turn father and son against one another, etc., Okay, when I even talk about that text, I feel a little bit of anxiety. It makes me a little uncomfortable, right? What do I do with this? And I had been thinking about Matthew 10 in view of Genesis 32. And how sometimes we have family stories. Ways that you're supposed to operate in your family. Like, we all know who the black sheep is in this family, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And what does it mean... That part of the good news of the gospel calls us out from these sorts of stories that we've been living in that harm us and or harm other people and asks us to live free and differently. To refuse those stories instead to become people who live stories of life. Because the thing with Jacob is that there always was a promise that God was going to be with and before Jacob. Jacob just decided Jacob needed to take care of it. And so he was invited into a new name and a new way of being that affirmed the promise that had always been true, but that got lost in the story. How about you? What are stories that you've lived or have been living And what name might God be calling you to live into? What story are you being asked to occupy? Maybe you've actually even literally changed your name to signify that you are a different person than you were. When I was in college, I started off, I was Sarah Lynn. Because my freshman year of high school, I was super quiet and reserved and super, didn't talk to anybody. Okay. So when I went to college, I was going to be the life of the party. And I was Sarah Lynn. I didn't sleep, well, like two to three hours a night. I knew everyone on campus. I sat in a different seat every single class period. And I was like, ah! I didn't yell as loudly as I could have. I'm Sarah Lynn! And as I grew into my 20s, I was like, that doesn't fit anymore. Because that's not true either. Right? And I heard... God's invitation, oh sweetie, you're Sarah. You can be her. Many of us have had these journeys or invitations, and some of us, it's been terrifying to think about and consider living into our names in different ways. So whatever the reason that maybe your name has changed or maybe it needs to or maybe the story is one that hasn't fit you, maybe the name you were given isn't who you really are. May you hear God say, I have given you a new name. Be free to be who you are, to live into that space. And then may we not be a people who dead name or who try to force people back into stories, but to welcome one another as the free beings that Christ has intended for us to be. Now here's why I think this matters. Two major reasons. One is just because. We have all been made in God's image. Each of us bring to bear a part of the beauty of who God is. Do we not want to see and live that beauty and that freedom? Isn't the good news of the gospel supposed to be something that sets us free? You matter in your name. The second reason I believe this matters is that if we live inside of stories where we have to continually kill ourselves in order to try to fit some narrative that's killing us, we become heel grabbers. We act out upon one another the violence that we have internalized. Why would I rejoice at you being you if I am suffering in my own skin because I can't be me? How can I be a person who embodies good news to you if I'm so filled with hatred towards myself that I can't see or love you? Hearing our true names, having this encounter like Jacob does, where we are transformed and we walk away changed, it matters. What is your name? What is your true name? As you come to the end of the tale of six, the final wife, the one who survived, starts singing about, why should our story be all about this guy? Do you know about me, she sings. I was a writer. I had a woman paint my portrait. I advocated for education for girls. And I'm done singing someone else's story. I'm done fighting with others for recognition. I want to live and tell my story. I've seen six three times now. Twice before the pandemic and once the other week. As I looked around the Ordway that night, And I watched everyone singing along on their feet to the final song in celebration. I felt wonder and joy because I thought this is what it looks like when people know their names and hear them called. This invitation that we've taken this fall to bring all of us is an invitation that we can only say yes to if we believe that we will be seen and held and loved for our true names and our true stories. So hear then this good news. There is a God who is known by many names. But this God's name is fundamentally love. And so may the God who in Jesus calls your name Be the one who you hear not just this day but every day that we might then sing or hum or talk which is singing I hear from our our choral director and say this is my story. Will you pray with me? Jesus, you know that when we have been called by many other names, our ability sometimes to lean in and to trust isn't our first instinct. So I wonder how we, like Jacob, might be people who need to be encountered and to be wrestled with through the night. Don't let go of us. By your spirit, might we find ourselves transformed and changed. Might we become a people who, as we live by our true names and hear them called by you, that we would be a people who affirm and call forth the names of life of others as well. For it's in the name of Jesus, the God who was and is and
0: who walked amongst us to bring us all home that we live. Amen.